Blog Talk Radio. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a great show planned um, tonight. Our guest is Ms. Dathena Smith, um, founder of COVID and Maine. But before we speak with Dathena, I just want to remind everyone, if you have a comment or a question for us or for tonight's guest, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Just want to remind you guys also that Denise will be over on Twitter, um, and she'll tell you a little bit more about that, and I'll bring her on now. Good evening, everyone, and once again, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, As Denise stated, I will be um, over on Twitter during the show, and we will be tweeting using the hashtag BeautyTalk, so if you have questions or comments about what's being said on the show, you can go ahead and leave your questions there and your comments there. We'll, um, we'll go ahead and read them on the show. And we are beauty underscore talk on Twitter. Again, we're beauty underscore talk, and we'll be using the hashtag beauty talk. And then you can join us later tonight after the show on Twitter spaces where we will be having a follow-up conversation uh, on Twitter. All right. Thank you for that. So without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on um, right now. Welcome to the show, Dathena. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to to be on. Absolutely glad we could finally get you on tonight. Um, we have a bunch of questions for you because um, I find <laughs> <laughs> I find this very interesting. But let's just start off tonight's conversation by you telling us a little bit about who Dathena is. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay, so my name is Katrina Smith. I'm the founder and CEO of Covet in Maine, and we are a we specialize in what we call selling transformative products, which are hair extensions, to some of the best salons and stylists in the country. Primarily, we're you know a U.S. and Canada-based business. Um, I'm the mother of twin boys. I'm a wife to Ryan Smith. I live in Westport, Connecticut. Um, and what else? I'm a huge I love donuts and vintage Broncos. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, my business and my family pretty much take up a lot of my the space that hobbies or, you know, other things used to occupy. Gotcha. 
Now, tell me one more time, you describe your business as, as what again? So we really look at it as what we sell is this transformative product and gotcha. knowledge. So it's hair extensions, and it's also the hair extension certification, education, um, kind of the whole 360, very specific to the stylist. And that's who, our, you know, that's who we sell to and to salons. Um, but mm-hmm. for when we say transformational, we really talk about, you know, a stylist who specializes in hair extensions, on average, makes seven times the amount of a stylist who is just a traditional stylist. And not, not just, like, just a traditional, mm-hmm. but just like you're, you know, a generalist stylist. Um, so it's, we've right. watched, personally, it be very transformative for the lives of our stylists who specialize in extensions mm-hmm. um, and really grow a great business. And then in turn, the product is also very transformative for their clients, just so that, you know, you're able to have the hair that you feel fits you best, not what nature delivers. You know, a lot of time, I, I know myself right mm-hmm. now, I'm post-COVID and post-stress. I mean, my hair and, like, having twins, it's, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm thankful for the ability to kind of enhance. Um, and, we're, you know, just feel, I even say, even if it's, like, that 20% extra pep of volume that I need mm-hmm. back, I'm so thankful for it. Mm-hmm. So, so you said you you said okay. You only you only sell to the professionals. So, yeah. um, in, in salon. So, would you sell to a professional hairstylist who, let's just say, maybe was in a salon suite? She's in there by herself in a salon suite. Would you sell? To yeah. Or, or okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And we have found it's actually interesting. I've found that with our. What we really look for and why we're by invite only, what we really care about is not how fancy the salon you're at or, you know, anything like that. It's really more about we're really looking for specialists, people who mm-hmm. are really um, – and, you know, and this comes from a selfish need. This is from me, um, wearing weaves, wearing extensions, braids, all this stuff. I wish that there had been some type of – sense of like oh they have access or they've been approved by this company to sell their products and they've been vetted and I know that you know I can sit in their chair and relax and know that they've been trained that this is their specialty you know it's almost like with plastic surgeons you have like a board certified mm-hmm. you know right. and you don't really have that in extension it's not taught in the majority of hair in um, cosmetology school so right. you know, a lot of people right. are just kind of self-taught, and there's, you know, it can be an amazing thing. But on the flip side, it can it can go <laughs> real left real fast, and you can, yeah. you know, especially if you're seeking hair extensions, it's usually because you're not happy with the hair that you have, but you still want to hold on to it, and you don't you don't want to right. like have be in a worse situation. So yeah. although it's for I mean, I, the stylist, it's really for the consumer to kind of know that there's an additional layer of vetting mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. I asked that question because it just speaks to um, the level of education that you're requiring of these salons, and I think I think it's um, it's a great thing um, that you're doing, and just making sure that they are um, they're being trained, and that's so important because you can you know you can wear weaves, you can. Yeah, I mean, most women have been wearing weaves for, I mean, well over 10 years, you know what yeah. I mean? And then it's like when you finally come out of them and then you see the stress that 
you know, yeah. some of these hair extensions have caused on your hair. And you're just like, okay, well, I didn't know this is what it was doing, but the stylist should know. Yeah. And the stylist exactly. should tell you, you know, maybe you need to give it a break or whatever. So it's, I think it's a great thing. Well, thank you. And thank you. You mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned earlier um, extension certifications. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have, when we first started, we really aligned with other, we would vet other um, certification programs that are fairly, I would say, like newer. It's it's kind of a newer, I would say, in the last like seven years. There's And, and there have been other ones like Great Lengths and, and others, but um, I, you know, to be very, like, I, I fell in love with, with, especially around the hand-tied world and having the, the recent advancements in application, that it was damage-free. Um, there were a lot of other methods that involved certification, but I just felt that they were, you know, it was, it was just, it was either involving glues, really heavy, lots of traction alopecia. It just wasn't, you know, it just didn't align with kind of enhancing what you have versus like, you know, it, it was almost like a commitment. And you kind of, I used to say it was like, it's supposed to be, hair is supposed to be the ultimate accessory, not necessity, right? Um, and so we looked for programs that were really comprehensive in training, not just how to do the hair, but how to grow your business, how to take care of the hair, color and blend and cut. Um, and then we slowly, we, we have our own as well. Um, the program that we have is, it's a lot more intimate and we tend to, we kind of position ourselves and look at ourselves more of like the graduate program. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like when you've been out and you've kind of gotten acclimated with, you know, other methods that we acknowledge that we, we love, you know, but when you kind of want to like go a little bit deeper, that's when our certification program that we have. Um, and we've been working on it for the last about 18 months. And ours is also a little bit more comprehensive in terms of um, making sure, you know, we have like, this is the, this is, it's not, the, the methodology isn't just like a one size fits all. It, the methodology is really asking, well, who is your client? And what are their concerns? Right. And then these are these are kind of this is the best um, modular system that's going to work mm-hmm. for those needs, um, and that is mm-hmm. inclusive of texture, um, you know, medical concerns, style, aesthetic, region, you know, all those things. Right. Now let me ask you. If this is these are two questions. I want to go back a little bit and have you tell us. Um, you know, how COVID and Maine even came about and what, you know, what inspired it all. But then also you mentioned um, hand tie. Can you explain to us what the difference is between hand tied and machine tied? Because that's why I was excited about tonight's show because I want to be educated on all of this. Yeah, so hand tied, and, you know, it's it's interesting. Hand tied has been around for I mean, and, and just to kind of get context, I, I really grew up behind the beauty supply counter. My parents started a beauty supply when I was 13 in Minneapolis, and I don't want to give away my age, but it's, it's, 30, it's like 30 years ago. Um, it's still there to this day, and they have a couple of others. Um, and so, I, I, I mean, I really have watched this industry evolve and grow. Um, and there was more of, you know, I thought it was literally more of like a mom and pop 
type of, you know, they sold a little bit of everything. Um, but it's, you know, hand tied has been around since then. But the thing is with hand tied, it used to be sewn onto braids, which were kind of bulky, right? So the lightness and the invisibility and the very, um, the nature of hand tied kind of became moot when you would sew it on braids because they're, they're bulkier. And, you know, even though the hand tie was nice, you couldn't cut it. So you had to fold it over a lot, or if you did cut it, you was like, you super, like all the, you know, the novelty kind of wore off because you couldn't cut it because it was hand tied. And so hand tied hair is, it's literally three threads and it's on a loom and it's, I mean, it takes one, a woman one day to make one bag of hair. Um, And they are literally taking maybe eight to 10 strands at a time and tying them into on a knot onto in this and almost like almost like the way you would do like a uh if you were sailing like it's that type of knot um onto this um these three threads and because of that these three threads are so lightweight it's it's almost like weightless hair extension it's it's amazing um and i'd been you know i've been selling of reselling other brands for years and i had a lot of frustration being a reseller um, and I just saw that there was just a lot of innovation and a lot of frustration that I, I was like, I really, I think I could, you know, that's kind of, I love problem solving. Um, and so I started kind of tinkering. I was like, there's got to be a, a way that we can cut, cut this so that it's more flexible and it, you're not folding it over and it makes it, you know, more customizable. And, um, I just kind of started tinkering and went to China a couple of times and finally landed on um, this innovation called the Cut Point Left, which is now we have a patent pending for it. Um, and it's it's essentially just a couple of, finish, of additional finish points along this weft so that as long as you cut between those finish points, it's only going to unravel up until the next finish point. And prior to that, if you cut it anywhere, just like if you have a loose thread on a shirt, it all kind of just, it just, <laughs> all that whole day's work just kind of, it just all starts to fray and, and shed and fall right. apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. In that explanation, I'm not sure if I heard you say, what, what's the difference, um, I mean, I know it's obvious with machine tie, but yeah. is there any difference with how it, so the biggest difference is is the weight. So I would say yeah. that the so a couple of things with hand tied. One is that one weft is so light. It's it's just so light. Um, and when you have something on your head, weight matters. You know, even a you know mm-hmm. a milligram makes a difference. Um, and so, and machine weft is dense. It's durable. It's really strong. But it's usually it's on a weft, which is the weft is almost like this piece of like fabric, and that alone is kind of heavy. And then that adds weight, and mm-hmm. then the, the the hair on there. You're almost having like quadruple layers. Sometimes you have three, two to three layers on there. And so when you put that one weft up, you kind of are like, you you know, you almost get one one weft per row. Maybe you could do two, you know, but it's heavy. And it's bulky, and you can feel it when you and it. And if you put your hair in a ponytail, it's kind of like a ridge, right? So mm-hmm. with hand tied, it's almost like one eighth of the weight, but you can stack them, and you can stack about you know anywhere from like 
one, I mean, I've seen even seven or eight wefts stacked on top of one another. And it's still thinner than a hand type. And then it's still thinner than a machine west. And so what that mm-hmm. allows you to do is go in and have one little area of hair that that has maybe like, you know, maybe you have a, a foundation. Your foundation could be beads. Some people still do braids. I love beads. But you're only having, you know, maybe you have 10 to 15 beads on your entire head that are holding the weight of these eight wefts. And it packs in the density and it acts like this gorgeous curtain of hair. It's super seamless, but you don't have hair extensions all over your hair. You don't have all these different connection points. And you don't, you're not adding tension or weight all over your entire hair, but you're still getting the density and the, the, the fullness that you would of a full bag. But you, and you can't do that with machine wax. Machine wax is so thick. You've got to distribute a lot of it throughout the head. Does that make sense? It's yeah. so hard to describe verbally, like if I could show it, you know. But right. if you've ever worn extensions, you can almost imagine just having one really great, you know, horseshoe-like row of extensions that packs a mm-hmm. bean punch of density. And it's super flat and it's really thin. And then it's great is like if you have a bunch of different hair colors, if you want low lights and highlights, you can really customize the look because you're stacking different colors. You know, sometimes I'll even mix in different textures on my hair. So I'll put in like a virgin wavy, but then I'll add in like a more of like a, a blowout texture so that when my hair mm-hmm. is on top kind of like, you know, fluffs in when it swells, it's going to blend better. Gotcha. Now, you were saying, you know, over the years, you know, you've, you've sold all of this stuff. How would a consumer know the difference between hand and machine tied? Or when you were selling it, you just sold one particular type? When we, so, so, you know, to kind of take a step back and like, I had been, uh, I had, you know, been reselling other brands, selling direct to consumer. Um, you know, that was more, that's more how most hair extensions are sold. Not all, right. but most. Um, and that's the problem. And that's, that's what I realized. That, I mean, and that really was my desire. I did at Goldman Sachs, um, they have a program called 10,000 Small Businesses. And in that program, it really made me examine, like, well, who do I want to work with? Where can I have impact? What am I frustrated with? And where is the growth? And to me, I started realizing so much of my frustration was that you were trying to sell to the consumer, and the consumer is not the person that you should be selling to. Mm-hmm. This should really be, you know, when I started thinking about it, it's like akin to, like, if you sold Botox over the counter. You know, mm-hmm. that's a disaster. Like, you can think of a million ways of how that can go wrong. You could make the mm-hmm. most, you know, amazing video. You'd be like, oh, it's just a needle. Yeah. But it, there's artistry and there's um, there's artistry and there's, you know, expertise and there's medical training. There's all of that. And that's best, that's best put in the hands of the right. practitioner, you know, and going directly right. to the practitioner, allowing them to control and you having that direct conversation as well. Because what I realized too, a lot of other brands will have distributors. So they'll make the product mm-hmm. and they'll have other people resell the brand and they really don't you know, deal directly with any of the problems or any of the customer service or any of the feedback loop with the stylist. 
And I, I think that that's problematic as well because they're like, you know, I, I don't look at them as problems. It's like it's opportunities. It's, it's a chance to iterate and, and get instant, you know, collaboration and feedback. Um, so that's right. really where I think it's a matter of, for the consumer, it's just really finding the right stylist. You know, and that kind of is tied into, like, our philosophy. And, like, if you open every one of our packages in our boxes, it says our hair is only as good as the stylists who work with it, and a stylist is only as good as the hair that they work with. And that is so true because you can go to the best stylist, and if they're working with crappy hair and it tangles or it sheds or it looks, it doesn't look right, it doesn't matter how much work they put into it what is going to endure and what you're going to deal with as a client is the hair is I was crappy hair. And, you know, Mm -hmm. vice versa, you can have the best hair in the world. And if a stylist who does not know what they're doing with it, doesn't know how to blend, doesn't know how to match your density and and cut and, you know, and understand that it doesn't matter. It looks, (laughs) it can look just as crazy, you know? So I really wanted to honor kind of that symbiotic relationship that between the practitioner and the producer. Yeah, absolutely. So sounds to me like, you know, if you're a stylist that, well, if you're a consumer that goes to a stylist that um, provides COVID and Maine's um, hair extensions, it sounds like it's, a, it's an experience because based on what I know about extensions and have experienced with having extensions and based on things that I've, I've researched on your site about the product and what you're saying tonight, it sounds like it's definitely um, a different experience. Um, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like you, that's what you set out to do because if your own experiences, you know, and, and problem solving, um, do you feel like, at this time, COVID in Maine has solved the problems that you wanted to solve. Yes, but there's still room for improvement. And so one of the, the, the big initiatives that we're working on um, that should be unveiled in March is that we're, we really wanted to design a more consumer-facing site. Um, and so right now we have on our site a very – it's not done yet, but it's, we're, it's, I'm so excited about it, where it is – it's kind of – it's a collection of the artists that we've not only, you know, we have a covet collective. So these are, you know, the, the thousands of accounts that are, that have our hair, but as we go deeper with clients and we, you know, we kind of editorially will sit and really look at the work and, um, you know, we'll have, we'll send influencers to people. We'll, you know, touch base kind of, you kind of amass around the country, you know, almost like the best in class artists, these emerging, you know, more like, Zagat's guide to like the best across the country of who works with our hair. Um, and so we have that curated right now, but what we were, we're, we're expanding it um, to also be able to create content for the consumer alongside these stylists of tips and tricks mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how to take care of it. I mean, even some of the content that we've, you know, done and featured on like main addicts, or if we've done something with a lore, what's the best curling iron from a very, um, editorial perspective, you know, not so much just like you, you can pay your way on to something. 
And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to being able to have this site. And then on the site, we'll also sell some, you know, a curated collection. Of, and, I, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people use the word curated a lot. Um, but, you know, we really mean, like, this is what is, like, tried and true. Um, you know, we chose not to go the, the route of coming out with a shampoo and conditioner, you know, that we could kind of, like, slap our name on and be like, use this with the hair. You know, instead, I was like, who's doing it best? Like, this is what they, you know, because we put so much into the extensions. But let's find who's, what products really work well um, and what things, you know, are going to help extend the life of the extension. So we'll be selling that on the Coveted, um, and that will launch this month. So I feel like that will really just help kind of close the loop a little bit better of, you know, where we can kind of engage directly with the, with clients and consumers and people who are curious and align them and help match them up with our, our stylist. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, who is the COVID um, and Maine consumer? Um, and and what, what's in your, I mean, do you have in your collection diff, the textures for everybody? Um, so really when we so when we first started the brand, I was like, Okay, this is what I know best. I am I'm a little people <laughs> realize I'm very maniacal about quality control. Uh, and I was like, What can we do amazingly? Let's do only do that. And um mm-hmm. there is an art and a science to getting textures right. And also to me, textures is also <laughs> very particular, and I look at it as like a love letter to my friends and my family and myself. And it's gotta, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta have legs. So we started with Silky Straight, um, and really, so that was really who our consumer was. It was very, you know, I would say it was like very blonde, <laughs> very rooted blonde, kind of this lived-in beachy look. Um, we slowly tiptoed into more of like a beach wave, which we came out with last from RL Day. And then we've been in a pilot program for about the last year. And there were a million challenges because we actually source our hair. Most of our main line is sourced from China. And Chinese hair is really great for, you know, I would say more like mass market. For 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 women with texture, I Asian hair is okay but it's so coarse and it's in the strand is almost so thick. I find that Indian hair is just so much more natural looking. It's more fine. It's more matte. It blends better. Um, and yeah, so right. we were supposed to come out with, with textures last year, but we had to postpone it because Delta, the, at that time, the Delta variant in India really, it really, it was really hard in India. And it just was like kind of there was less donation, there was less movement within India, there was less donation of hair to these temples that we we've traditionally sourced from. So we we decided to just do a pilot program, um, and I'm so excited because on March 15th we are releasing our um, our textures line. So the textures line will enco- encompass. If there's like a blowout texture, um, which is like very full, it's, it looks like natural hair, just kind of like blown out, but not pressed straight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have oh, nice. a natural wave and a natural and a you know natural curl, um, and we're working on like a more of like a, de- a deeper, kinkier curl. But even with that, <laughs> it's like 
it consistency is so important to me and and that one i'm i'm just like i'm 85% so that will probably you know more towards the fall um but we've yeah. been but we've had this line kind of, when and i kind of call it like pilot it we've been piloting it for about a year over well over a year and what's great is you know we have ambassadors and we've gotten feedback and we can kind of say okay this is we tweak the methodology a little bit um, you and we can say, you know, if something lasts a year, it, we can say it lasts a year because we've been piloting it for the last year, um, which I think is really important when you come to market. So it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but sometimes I have to keep being like, you know, slow is fast. Slow is fast. You know, you just yeah. you you have there's market forces, you know, and COVID and all of that as well. So, well, speaking of speaking of COVID. Um, what changes did you make in your business, if any, during COVID? So COVID, one, you know, we saw it kind of coming because we were waiting for our factories to open back up because, you know, Chinese New Year, mm. and they mm-hmm. weren't. And, you know, by the time Chinese New Year is over, you're usually depleted on your inventory. Um, and so, you know, you're waiting for your factories to open so you can put in a reorder and they didn't open for many, many weeks. So I kind of saw on the, on that side. Um, so it became a supply side crisis first. And, um, and then it just became, you know, just, it became a, a really heartbreaking time because our business, you know, went down 85% literally over in a week. And you just saw, you know, people, and we're so close with, it's like, we're really close with a lot of our, our stylists. It's, you know, we're a brand, but we're, we're small. Because we're invite only, we really know these accounts. You know, a lot of these people I've known, you know, you've been with them in person. You, you get to know them more on social. And it's just, it was heartbreaking just to see people lose their lives, you know, and just not have any precedent for, for this, right? So, and I was just like this, you know, people were like, okay, what do you do? Do you pivot? You do? And I was like, I just feel like we have to be human. I mean, I, I just, I was one of the people who was like really slow to be like, we've got to figure out, how to, you know, I, you know, and I said to our team, I was like, if anybody needs refunds, if anybody needs to return stuff, just take it back. Just let them know we're here for them. Mm-hmm. Like, just be human. It's not time to stop. Right. And that's what, right. I mean, that's kind of what we did for a good month. I mean, there was nothing to do. Their salons were closed. They couldn't go in. People couldn't get here. So, you know, eventually we said, okay, let's start doing, um, for me, I was, you know, my mom always told me this. So my mom used to always say, when you get super hectic, just keep a running list of all the stuff that you wish you had time to do. Because when things slow down, you know, my mom knows this just from being in business all these years, is that when things slow down, you kind of panic. And that's not a good time to get the ideas, you know. So when you look back at that list, when things do slow down, then you can kind of do it. And that's really what we did. There was a lot of stuff. I was like, we need to update our email journey. We needed to do some back-end stuff. We did some community training. Um, and there was just a lot of it, organizing file, you know, very boring stuff. But that's kind of how we spent, <laughs> you know. Now let me ask you. As a consumer, if I'm looking for hair extensions, what would you suggest I be looking for in hair extensions? Is there anything in particular uh, that 
Because, you know, yeah. self-care, there's so much stuff out there. What should I be yeah. looking for be concerned about? So, okay, here's what I tend to do. So what I look for is I, the first thing I do is I grab a bundle of hair. I pull it straight, and I'm pulling through. I'm pulling. I, want, I should not have hair coming out of my hand when I'm pulling on it. So that's the first thing. Then I always look at the quality of the ends. For me, I actually like seeing a little bit of split ends. So, like, if you say you have a bundle of hair, I want to see maybe 10 to 15% have actual split ends. And this is for me. This is just personal for me. Because to me, I don't like too perfect of hair because I am 4C hair. I wear, I'm a heat, you know, I'm mostly heat natural. Um, but a lot of times I'll do sometimes do blowouts or, you know, even if I'm wearing my hair curly, I don't want it to look perfect because then it looks almost like pasta or, you know, fake. So, and then right. I also, you know, I, I want some type of naturalness, right? I want to see, I don't want it all to be the same color. I want to see a little bit of highlight. If it's virgin hair, I want to see a little bit of like reddish tint or, do you know what I mean? I want, I want it to feel real. Um and then the next thing I like to do is take it and turn it upside down and then shake it out. And I hold it at the base and shake the hair. And I don't want a bunch of short hairs showing at the bottom. You know, I still want to have some hair in my hair in the ends. So, and I, I don't like double-drawn hair for myself personally, but, like, and I could say if I was a different consumer, I, you know, each consumer should kind of know for them what they need. But for me, that's what I've looked for. Um, and then I immediately, you know, wash it vigorously. Like even when, with our hair, every bundle of hair before it arrives to the consumer has been vigorously washed at least 30 times. And you're always lo- lo- looking to make sure that it floats up to the water. Um, and you're, I'm also looking, I don't want to see anything kind of coming off or any smells or like silicone. I don't like silicone um, because usually when the, that's on there, it's, to kind of hide the imperfections, and then as you slowly wash it three weeks later, that's when all the problems occur. So that's what I look for, but then I think, you know, for a woman who is blonde, you're going to, you know, you want density and you want thicker hair. I'm going to look for the tone of the hair. I don't want to see a lot of brassiness or yellowness. I, I do want it to be double drawn. I really want it to be thick from root to tip. Um, and I don't want split ends. You know, I, it's, I would want something a little bit more because the way that the light is going to re- it's harsher on blonde hair than it is on darker hair. So there's, there's all kinds of, it's like when I'm sourcing hair, I'm also always looking for the undertone. So like for blondes, I'm always looking for like a blue black undertone to the hair so that it stays cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm looking for someone who, you know, is, hair that's darker and more warm and richer caramel that I'm going to want that that reddish black undertone so there's there's so many things right <laughs> yeah there's so many of how you're approaching it but I think it's kind of you got to know what you're starting with and acknowledge that and you don't want to deviate too much from what you're starting with I think that's what's really important I think is like the more that you can kind of you know, maybe, you know, not go, if you have two-inch hair, you don't want to go for 26 inches with a weave. That's best lived for a wig, 
right? Like wigs are yeah. great for like that, you know, but for yeah. extensions, I think you need to, you need, there's like, you can't have too much deviation from where you're beginning. Right. So true. So true. So let me ask you, um, who does your hair when you get your extensions? Who's doing your hair? Uh, sorry. It's emotional. Okay. My hairstylist of the past eight years suddenly passed last month um, of a blood clot. And it was, she was like a partner in crime. She was very involved in our textures line that we're releasing. And it just, it, uh, her name was Sonia David and she was just like an angel. She was amazing. Um, Anyone who knew her in New York, she's trained so many stylists in New York. And um, so that I did not, that happened in January and I've yet to, I've yet to like find an, you know, I've, it's like, it was very emotional and I just, I haven't um, found, I just haven't taken, you know, it's, you don't, and I can't say this enough with Silas and I think people learn this too during COVID. Uh, you know, I used to know so many people prior to COVID who'd be like, I just do hair, or, you know, I'm a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like, and I think you started to realize how much more you are than that, like how magical and how transformative and how, you know, how unique you are to people and, and you help them express and help them show up how they want to feel on the inside. And so, you know, it's just, I, I realize with that too. So I need to find someone, but I did not, you know, I have an appointment coming up, um, but it's been emotional for me. I didn't realize how connected, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how essential that, that role is. I did realize it, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize it as deep, you know, it's, um, it was, it, it was, it's been interesting and just heartbreaking. So, um, yeah. so I will, I will update you. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to like. <laughs> no, it's you know, okay. Sorry to hear that. Okay. Well, I, was, I guess because I was going, to, I was asking that question because I wanted to know, like, how did she um, apply the extensions? Because you know there are different ways of doing them. So yeah. I wonder how. Yeah. So. I, she worked with me, you know, we, we would, um, she worked with me and I work with Silas around the country. I work with this amazing woman, Candace Motley out of um, Raleigh and Danita Hampton and Taylor Blades in Arizona. I've been working. Um, we have our education team is amazing. And so, you know, they have been working with me um, for over a year over a method that, you know, we've designed. And so essentially what, and I was mentioning it before. So we create a foundation of beads. We love silicone lined beads. We like a decent amount of hair in there, uh, but not too much. Um, so that, you know, you, you get this pliability and this movement. And usually it's two rows of beads and they're about like a U shape. Um, traditional, like the way you would, you know, do tracks, right, or your weaves. Usually two does a trick, two maybe and a half. And then you layer the hair onto them. Um, you usually use anywhere from four to six wefts per rows of beads, if that makes sense. So each foundation, the foundation is created by the beads, and then you're sewing the hair mm-hmm. on top of it. Um, and, and that's, you know, the foundation of 
the, the methodology. Um, it allows for when I've worn it, it was, you know, it usually what I say for, for me, it was about, um, I would ideally go for 12 weeks at a time. That's like, you know, you can do longer, but I just think there is a value of taking stuff out, letting the shed hair out, giving yourself a little break, and right. then, you know, going back in. Um, so, you know, it looks, you know, where something's about like four times a year, you're getting a new set, but still using the same hair over the course of that mm-hmm. year. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, and so you're training all of the salons on this method? We're tra- I would say we're training probably closer, a, a, a much more selective group. So a, gotcha. of the thousands of accounts that we have, a lot of them do, you know, we're method agnostic, right? We have, we align with certain training programs that we've like vetted, vouched for, audited, and we're like, cool, you're good. Um, and then for ours, I would say about 10 to 15%. And what we're really more looking for is uh, we kind of, yeah, as I said, it's kind of that graduate level. And our, our training is, is a little bit less rigid on the methodology, and it more gets into who is your client, and let's tweak it. And here are the inputs based off of your client. This is the output, and this is how you're going to tweak your service a little bit. So it's less like one, not to say that other methods are one size fits all, but I, mm-hmm. our methodology is more encompassing of different textures of hair, different needs. Gotcha. Makes now, sense. Speaking, of, um, speaking of the methods, um, when I was looking at um, some of the stylists across the country, um, I was seeing so you were talking about beads. So is that the invisible bead extension? Is that the method you were talking about? There's invisible bead. There's natural beaded rose. There's tight line method. There's, there's like twelve different methods. Yeah, so, and they all kind of take different. Methods. Yeah, yeah. They're all kind of. They're all a variation of. You know, I say they're, they're usually a variation of beads, hair, and thread. And they, you know, I think everybody kind of finesses um, them differently. And I think that they're all, they all kind of serve different, you know, as I said, we're, as we said, we're kind of method agnostic. So you'll see across our brand, some, a mm-hmm. lot of our clients will even do multiple methods, you know. Um, and, I, and I actually think that that's kind of the best way to go. You want to almost have a couple of different different tool, you know, tools to work with. Mm-hmm. I had no idea there were so many methods to do yeah. this. Um, and they're all I kind of like, building on similar proof. They're all kind of building on a similar foundation. And I think, you know, and that's mm-hmm. more of a recent, I would say it's kind of more of a recent thing, whereas like in, within, you know, traditionally within the black community, I don't think we gatekeeped as much, right? We were kind of like, <laughs> we do weaves, here's, you know, here's a weave, maybe do a circle weave, or we, I think there was a lot more free flow of intellectual property per se, as you say, it's kind of just like common things. And, you know, you kind of like, people kind of experiment and, you know, one day somebody's like, oh, let's try a net on top of this or let's, you know, and we didn't necessarily like kind of standardize and then like trademark and, you know, 
Um, and that that is more what I've just, from me observing, is more of a recent kind of mm-hmm. evolution. As more money kind of comes in to, as more mature dollars, I would say, comes into the hair extension industry. Now, the, some of these beaded methods, are they a lot better than um, sewing? I would say, hmm, how would I put this? I'm a fan of the beaded method over sewing on a braid, right? And the reason why mm-hmm. is because a braid adds bulk. A braid also can um, can cause more traction alopecia, right? And mm-hmm. it can also, like, like sweat and just like moisture it can get trapped in the braid more and you can't really see what's going on with the hair and it doesn't get as much oxygen flow um that's been my experience but i have friends mm-hmm. who swear by a sew-in a good old sew-in and it's protective and you don't have to worry about your hair um I had more evolved to a point where I, I've had, you know, I've had a lot. I mean, I, I was living in Atlanta for years. So me, I've had, I always say, well, there's a will, there's a weave. Um, and I just, I've had it all, but with the, the happiest I've been with my hair before and after, and then the after, after, right? The after you take out your extensions has been with a beaded method. But to hmm. me, some beaded methods, I wouldn't recommend for textured hair. And gotcha. that's where I was like, okay, if we're going to come out with, you know, textures, I want to make sure that the methodology is is going to work on someone like my, you know, with 4C hair. And not just work. <laughs> it's, like, it's like work isn't enough, right? It's like that's the minimum. It's work. Right. Help me achieve my goals you know, be healthy for my hair, allow me to grow or have the density that, you know, I want to keep having and be in a better position mm-hmm. after I take all my extensions. Right. Makes your brand stand out from the others. I think, you know, I've said, I think that at first people come for the quality of the hair and they come for the colors. You know, that's that's what brings them in, these gorgeous colors and the the suppleness. And I I also think that they really um you know, they really like that we actually, you know, we actually really are by invite only and we put a lot of effort into really vetting and mm-hmm. and and wanting, you know, so that once it's kind of like a you know, a signal. Uh, to, to your clientele, like this means something. Um, that's what brings them in. But I, I think what really, what you know, that's that's the that's more product focused. But I think what has made us endure um, and grow very fast and and have you know like the very. I'm so blessed, but I think a lot of it is once you're in, <laughs> we're like invite only. But I say once you're in, we're here to serve. We are a very, like, servant-based company. We look at us. We're very humble. You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in the Midwest. You know, there's – it's just – there's a humbleness. There is a eagerness to help. I look at the artist with reverence, with our stylist. 
And there's so much respect that we have towards them. And we really look at it as a relationship. And, you know, we have a very, like our biggest department in our company that has like all full-time, you know, make salaries, great living is concierges. And they really, you know, they come, some of them worked at Chanel, other of them worked at Rent the Runway, the Real Real. They, they bring this old school level of, you know, professionalism. I've had no turnover in that department. They've been with me. You know, everyone who's been, has been from the beginning and, you know, more people have come on, but um, there is a real relationship and we know our customer and it's, it's a real like intimate, you know, um, relation. I don't know how to describe it. Relationship. And now that's what I think sets our brand apart. Like the, the, the brand is like the feel, you know, outside of the product. Right. So is there anything that uh, we've talked about tonight um, or that we didn't talk about tonight, rather, um, that you would like our audience to know about the brand or either about hair extensions in general? Um, I would say that I think just, you know, kind of my vision, like it kind of what, what prompted the vision of having it is to be able to to, as a consumer, begin to, especially in, I, I would say this, especially in the black community, right, be able to get the level of certification and, um, and consistency and professionalism, you know, by demanding that from our stylists and rewarding stylists mm-hmm. to invest in that, um, that we can change and elevate our our entire industry and mm-hmm. um you know it's it's a great industry but it i've also seen the frustration side I've, you know that frustration side and i think if we can positively um continue to support and invest in stylists who invest in their own education and certification and ongoing and not not you know um and, and rewarding that i think that it would give us all a, a better ex, you know consistent experience Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all the information you shared. I've I've really learned um a lot. And I'm I'm so happy that you guys focus mainly on the stylist, um, those who are trained and knowledgeable, um instead of just like 'cause like you the example you gave earlier, you know, you can have great hair but a stylist that doesn't know what they're doing um, yeah. and, vice, and vice versa. So you have stylists that know what they're doing using the product and a great product. Um, so I just think it's important because a lot of people are wondering, like, why they're having issues with their hair after, you know, wearing the um, extensions for years and things like that. So it just kind of yeah. cleared up a few things for me tonight. So thank you for that. But our last question for you is, what is your definition of beauty? So it's such a, I love that question, and it's funny. I I have this quote in my office, and I always thought it was from F. Scott Fitzgerald, and I just was Googling really quickly before the next thing, and I found out it may not be, but let's just go with <laughs> Scott Fitzgerald. 
And it says um, she was beautiful for the way she thought. She was beautiful for the sparkle in her eyes when she talked about something she loved. She was beautiful for her ability to make other people smile, even if she was sad. She wasn't beautiful for something as temporary as her looks. She was beautiful deep down to her soul. And I find that, like, to me, that's just always, like, I, I look at that every day, and really that's what I think of as beauty is that whatever it is that just, like, lights you up. And when you have a woman who knows has something in her life that just lights her up and, you know, just that, that sparkle in your eye is, is really, um, like, an enduring beauty. Absolutely. I love that. We're going to find out who that quote is. Yes. <laughs> We're going to find out. Well, thank you so much, Christina. I greatly appreciate it. I'm glad you were finally able to come on with us tonight. I know. Um, thank you for your patience with getting me on. Of but course. I, I've been looking forward to this. Absolutely. Thanks again. Um, we have great information that you shared tonight. And, of course, if you guys come out with the textured hair, please let us know. We'll bring you back on. I know we are. It's coming out. We're, we're, it's launching. It's already been like a soft launch, but it's launching March 15th. Um, oh, okay. It's already at the warehouse. We have, our, we have gorgeous photos. We have, we're doing, a, you know, we're very excited. So March 15th. So in two weeks, we All will right. have... Yes, we'll have it. So, all right, it's, we'll it's look for out real. For that. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look out for that and let us know if there's any way that we can help you guys promote it. I will. I will. And um, if you guys, you know, need help matchmaking and want to try it out, please let us know. Please be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Thank you. All right. Have Take care. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> we see our beauty talk posse out there. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sharantina. <laughs> um, catch us over on Twitter in a few minutes. Um, and that's it. So, again, thank you to Dathena Smith of Covenant in Maine uh, for joining us tonight. A great conversation on her um, luxury hair extension um, line, lots of great information there. Um, thank you guys for your continued support. Again, go out to Twitter. We are beauty underscore talk on Twitter where, we're, where we will continue our conversation tonight. I don't know what we're going to talk about tonight. We'll figure it out. We're just going to jump on we'll over. We'll talk about hair extensions. Doing... <laughs> okay, why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we'll talk about hair extensions um, and whatever else that comes up. Um, but, again, thank you, guys. You can uh, follow us on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online. And on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. Again, on Twitter, we are Beauty underscore Talk. And I'm going to let Denise say a thing or two before we go. I think she just gave out all the information, but you can follow Denise and I both. Um, simply by our names, Janice Tunnell, J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L, and Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And give us, um, give us a few minutes, and we'll be out on uh, Twitter spaces right at about 10 o'clock. 
All right. So everyone have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.